Welcome. I'm Susan Caruso, founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts in Delray Beach, Florida. You're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, the co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. I'm really enjoying doing these. It's it's such a nice way for us to spend our time together and um, to reach out to all the people that, that we know and don't know out there. It's, it's fun. Um, we want to talk about process versus product today. And we were all born to create and express ourselves. We're all artists. There's, um, there's no uh, limit to, you know, or, or <clears throat> there's no such thing as not being an artist because we, we just are. We're, we're drawn to it. Um, and uh, naturally creative beings, humans are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in our nature to create. Mm-hmm. And if there are interesting materials put out, um, we can create with anything. We can create with the with the clay that's in the side of a of a lake. Mm. We can, you know, with with you know, like we've both talked about, you know, making things from nature out of flowers. Um, so much that you can do, and I think that it's really the grown ups' responsibility to have materials available. And um, without an expectation of how those materials are going to be used. Yeah, that's the tricky part. Right, yeah. So when we talk about a product, it is I'm going to make a whatever. I'm going to make a, a nest with with little eggs in it out of clay. I'm going to, you know, everybody sit down. We're going to make ladybugs today. And everybody has a, a, a red body and black, you know, circles and antennas and you're going to make a ladybug so that's a product and even even crafts are are really products Mm -hmm. and there's really nothing wrong with any of that there really isn't anything wrong there's a time and a place for all of those things but at sunflower we're really trying to get to that artist and that that sense of self and expressing yourself and messing around with materials which is so important so we try to give give the children that kind of an opportunity. And we've really evolved that a whole lot over over the 30 years. Um, we definitely don't, you know, want to make a model for children. Um, if you're sitting with children, you've got Play-Doh out or clay or any kind of any kind of a material. You're you don't want to sit and do an adult thing, you know, paint the Eiffel Tower or um, make a bunny out of Play-Doh um, because that's really limiting. That's making a model and it's limiting what the children feel like they can do with it. You, they'll ask mm. you, they'll say, make me a bunny, I, I, make me a bunny. Even <laughs> even rolling balls, you know, make me a ball. And then they don't try themselves. And so we want to really, I mean, we're always reaching for the ideal. And so the ideal would be that they're doing it on their own. And so we can help by just using the materials the way they are. Um, don't do an adult thing. Just smush the Play-Doh or whatever, or just watch and don't say anything. Um, so when, when, and when you make a model, it, it really, um, you know, like I said, it limits the possibilities and, um, and it, 
it disappoints, it makes kids feel disappointed, frustrated because, oh, well, I can't mm. do that. You know, it's one of the things when you have different ages of children in your household, then, yeah, the older kids might be making things or in a different developmental stage than a preschool age child. And so it gets frustrating. So um, you need to really have those materials really be open. Well, and because of the nature of our society, I think there's also just an emphasis on product over process because we value uh, goods, consumer goods, you know, like there's this through line of uh, we give children a model so that they will produce the product we assign mm-hmm. whether it's pleasing or or make something nice for grandma yes mm. when there's this amazing book that i'm thinking of called it's not a box mm-hmm. and it it really illustrates how if you leave a, a creative mind alone with any kind of object or material or environment that imagination will come up with something totally out of this world, uh, something so much more innovative or um, new than than we thought of this box before as something that you mail a package in. It, we put those limitations on the object. The children have limitless potential in their little minds. Yeah, and we've even found that how you set the, the the materials out can can limit what they're doing because, you know, I mean, there's Reggio Emilia that sets up these beautiful displays of materials and um, seedlings come along and they just, they like wipe it all off the table and put it on the floor. So we, and, and that's because they're not seeing what we're seeing. They, they want to choose, they want to do their own thing. And so sometimes just having the materials under the table or having the materials in a pile on the edge of the sandbox or something like that, um, because they make things that we never, ever, ever could have imagined. And, you know, 30 years of doing this work, um, there's, there's a day that goes by that I'm not surprised at what somebody did. Somebody the other day made a, a game, kind of like a ball and paddle sort of a game, out of a CD and ribbon and tape and a, and a, a tape ball that he made, you know, and he was, just, and he was playing it all many different ways. It wasn't just, just one way. Uh-huh. So it's like that kind of a thing to, to let them really get in there. And two, the, I think that adults don't like mess. They don't like mm. the messiness mm-hmm. and, um, at Sunflower or at another, uh, a program like, like ours where kids can do that and have all that mess because they'd love to paint their, their bodies. They, they, they do. might, <laughs> they all do. What's up with that? Yeah. And hands and they'll spend a really long time doing it in a detailed way. And, um, so we want them to get in that because it's really all that sensory stuff is so good for their brains and their, their sense of, of self and, and lots of, of lots of things. And, um, so we want them to be able to do that. So um, the product is is out the window. We don't want anything to get in the way. You know, there was one point early in the program where my co-teacher and I 
found these beautiful blue little shiny smocks on, you know, some website. And we got the smocks and we looked at them and we were thinking about how, what it would be like for the kids to wear these because we thought, oh, it's going to be so cute, you know, which is a typical <laughs> adult kind of a thing. Oh, my gosh. We can p- picture them all. Oh, can you picture Lindsay in this cute little blue right. smock? Like and, hair bows for babies. Right. <laughs> Such a cute idea in practice. Uh, it doesn't last very long. Right. <laughs> And the more we looked at those smocks and pictured the kids in them, we realized, wait a minute, we don't want to do that. That's going to get in the way. First, we have to put them on. And we know a lot of the kids aren't going to get into it. They they just dive into things. And, yeah, they're painting their whole selves. So um, we gave the smocks away to a nice home. And uh, and we didn't do that again. So we've evolved a lot from um, many different stages of even product-like kinds of things. Mm-hmm. We used to make, um, you know, gifts, you know, at the holidays. For and Mother's for, Day, Father's mm-hmm. Day. Yeah, and it was like pulling teeth. They just want to create their own st- stuff. And so, again, it's like we always say, that child-directed play, the child-directed art, the child-directed toilet learning Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it all leads into that you know this strong sense of self and they know that they're they know that they're artists and you know um my niece was sitting in the back of my car and um you know we'll talk about schools you know the attitudes of schools as well but her school, you know, she, she sat in the back of my car, we were riding to a a park or something. And she said, Aunt Susie, I'm not an artist. And so I said, what do you mean? And she said, I don't get any stars. (laughs) (laughs) So I, um, that was one of those things I, I pulled off the side of the road. I got out of the car. I opened the door and I said, I said, you, you know, there are no such things as stars for art. Everybody is an artist. You're an amazing artist. And she she did end up being an amazing artist. <laughs> she you know designed um collateral and all kinds of things for the for the Boston Celtics <laughs> and she does all kinds of really she's a creative graphic, you know, she's a creativity director. And um so I'm glad that I you know at a really young age, she was probably 4 or 5. Um I said that and she she took a tart. I bet that was a really pivotal kind of moment in her development as an artist, whether she remembers it or not. But most likely she does, mm-hmm. because I I pull heavily in my own artistic life from this book by Julie Cameron called The Artist's Way. Right. It's a wonderful book for anybody who wants to kind of get in touch with their inner artist, because we all have one, as we've been saying. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so often, Julie Cameron asserts, the reason why a person grows up and puts all of their artistic and creative uh, selves on the shelf can often be traced back to one single interaction with a grown-up mm-hmm. where that grown-up failed to encourage that child towards whatever creative expression they were they were doing yeah they were judged mm-hmm. and judged not in good in a good light yeah and so they they say to themselves i'm not an artist mm-hmm. 
and um, I'm not a musician. I can't do this. I'm not creative. How many times do we hear adults say that? Oh, I'm not creative. It's true. Um, and because it was really squelched. So we like to be really careful about that. And in the way that we talk about talk about children's um, experiences like that and their, their, what they're doing. And um, so it is, it is really important how you talk, talk about their art. What we've found at Sunflower is um, we don't, we don't want to judge art. We don't want to put adult judgments on things. So we good or bad, right? You know, oh, exactly. We we don't want to say what is that because that assumes that it's going to be something, and we're going to be totally wrong with whatever we might think it might be. And so we want to ask open-ended questions, like um, uh, and and really kind of almost say nothing. You know, if you can say nothing, that's the best thing because then you're out of their way. Yeah. Um, but you know, and and it's going to fall out of our mouths. We're going to say, "Oh my God, that's the most amazing picture I've ever seen." That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But mm-hmm. as a general rule, you want to leave them leave them um, free of of adult judgment. So you're yeah. not going to say, "Oh, you know, what is it?" Or you know, you can describe a little bit if you wanted to. Like I see, you used a lot of colors. Mm-hmm. You know, something neutral, something that is descriptive rather than a judgment. Yeah, and about you know the time that they're putting in things like mm. you've been painting for so long. Um, You're working really hard on mm-hmm. that. Yeah, let me know if you need some more paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so it, it's it's uh, it's up to us to to encourage by having the materials ready, um, not putting adult judgments on it, not making models for kids, and having high-quality materials when you can is a really good idea, too. Yeah. I was reminded of a time when I was a kid when I kind of started to get that uh, contrast between encouragement and praise and I remember being in uh, art class given a homework assignment to create an animal out of uh, you know art materials and then uh, bring it in the following week and my dad was uh, briefly a visual artist in mm. college before <laughs> he changed his major and pursued uh, business. Um, and so I think he felt excited by me coming home with this project and I needed to to do it um, while we were together. And so he took it upon himself to help me with the project, which I still look back on as a very fond memory. It was wonderful to make art with my dad and no shade on my dad for doing this. But what happened next was I brought this gorgeous watercolored 3D crab with beaded eyes that we we spent so much time putting together Uh and it was chosen from my class and put in the big display case in the school Mm. and at at sunflower you should know we do not hang child art on the walls um we we feel that 
setting children apart like that does more harm than good. And it creates more competition between children. It creates more uh, comparison where they're judging themselves against others rather than just knowing their own self. Mm -hmm. Um, So I still look back on that experience as uh, that the message I received was that whatever I could have made by myself would not have been as good Mm. or maybe even would have been bad. (laughs) And the the further message than that is that it's better to fib and receive the praise rather than to be authentic and possibly criticized. Mm. How old were you then? I would guess maybe seven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that 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 dialogue, that inner dialogue that you have with yourself is, you know, like, so you were saying, geez, you know, I, I didn't make this all by myself. And and all of those things you were saying, you're having that dialogue with yourself. Whereas if you had just made it yourself, it would have been your your thing. You bring it. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's what it is. It's art. Yeah. And I hope that uh, we are, you know, some champions of this message that art is subjective baby it is something that is beautiful based on your own perception of it and no matter what the art you or your child makes looks like it is art nonetheless it used to be too that uh all all art was was kind of accepted people would make art at home and you know the whole folk art movement sure. and those kinds of things and so those things are incredibly beautiful and everyone had those those experiences and it's kind of sad when you think that um that doesn't happen so much anymore in, in music in art in dance just those spontaneous things that you could do at home for the for the joy of it art for art's sake right not doesn't have to be a performance (laughs) thank you for listening to the podcast today we hope that you are turning over some memories of art making and your own creativity and if anything bubbles up that you'd like to share with us we'd love to hear your stories you can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or find us on Instagram at Sunflower Creative Arts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Pictures.